Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 18th of July 2012. Newcomers, I will suggest that you look into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. It goes back many years and it's got over a thousand audios for free download. Uh, the sites listed on the com site also, they all carry transcripts for print up as well in English. And if you want to go into other languages, go into alanwattsentinel.eu and you can take your pick from the choice offered there. Remember too, you are the audience that bring me to you because I don't bring on advertisers as guests and uh, I don't get sponsored by advertisers. I don't have shares in companies either that sell products. All I sell is the there are the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. So if you like what you hear, and I go through the history of this big system that you're born into, and to show you how it started, uh, the people that started it too, organizations they built up worldwide, and how they have a long-term business plan. You're living through a long-term business plan. Every step of the agenda is planned many, many years, sometimes 50, 100 years ahead of implementation. And that's why everything goes smoothly when they bring across the new parts of the implementation worldwide. It's already done. And the organizations are already set up and running the time you hear of them. So help yourself to those. Remember, too, from the U.S. to Canada, you can order the books and discs using personal checks or international postal money orders. You can use PayPal or you can send cash across the world. You've got Western Union MoneyGram and PayPal once again. And straight donations are really, really welcome. Because as I say, I don't, uh, I don't get paid for uh, selling products or anything like that. Now what I do, as I say, is I go into the, the past and to the history. So you don't understand the histories of the world, especially the big uh, big movements that happened, like the Industrial Revolution, the, the big uh, rubber barns that came up in the United States, the associations they formed, uh, including long-term agenda, agenda planning. You won't understand what's happening today. You think it's, it's happenstance. You think it's done out of necessity of the moment through crisis, but nothing is further from the truth. Even the wars, perpetual wars, as the military call it right now, this, this whole system we're going through in the Middle East, uh, were planned a long, long time ago and published a long time ago. The, the exact list that we're going through country by country today. But the people have adapted to it because, you see, we're, we're trained to be that way. We're trained to adapt into the system and we've, we've lost sight of what even democracy was. Democracy, remember, was where the government is supposed to serve the public. It's the opposite way here, where the, the government really have made sure that you all serve them and their omnipotence and you don't dare cross them because they come down on you with overwhelming force. That's the technique of authoritarianism, which the Club of Rome, big think tank for the United Nations, came out with in the 1970s. They said democracy would never work. And therefore, and because, you see, they had all these big plans for all of you. 
such as controlling you uh, from birth to death, basically, and monitoring you, following you, and upgrading you through indoctrinations, not just through schooling, but through everything that you read, even novels, the amount of money that's put into novels to insert the PC agenda is just astronomical. Same with the movies, too. So you're indoctrinated your whole life long to adapt and into adaptation of the big system that controls you. In the 1800s, some people even talked, even Blavatsky and her uh, pseudo-Masonic society said that eventually the system would arise where the public wouldn't even understand, never mind even know, that their opinions were being put right into their heads. That's happened today. People don't logically and clearly think through things. They just find out they've got opinions on this and that and the other, mainly because everyone else has the same opinion about the same time through the techniques which are used today. You must understand how your thoughts are formed and who forms them for you. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, talking about how we arrive at conclusions, we're given opinions by the masters, we've been trained to listen to experts, and uh, the big boys of course actually wrote books about that back in the 1950s and even the 1940s, of how they'd bring in the society, a society that it couldn't eventually even change the diaper on a baby without listening to experts first. And at that time, it was a ludicrous thing because everyone knew how to do it. We'd all been brought up, we see, with babies in the house, and you knew how to change diapers. Not now. Everything's a mystery today, you see. And apart from that, you might do it wrong. There's always an expert to tell you how to do it, even how you dress for the rain, look at the weather forecast and so on, and how they announce it all. You'll need to wear this and so on because of the weather tomorrow. I mean, you're trained like a child to always be a child. And most of all, you see, expert training makes you think that you can never really trust your, trust your own judgment. That's part of it, too. And it's all done deliberately so that the big boys can always, you know, change the whole culture here and there, upgrade it when they want to, to a different way of looking at things, doing things, and the people follow obediently without really a thought. Most of them, they're simply automatic with them. Same with politically correct attitudes on different topics. Things that were taboo are now pushed and promoted as, as, as an excellent idea. And a 180 degree shift can happen so quickly and easily. And most folk around you will start using the new PC terminology just like that. Just like that. Without a thought. Because there's not a thought there, you see. That's how easy it is. Now remember, I've gone into the histories too of Bernays over the many years, because Bernays was, has given too much credit actually, but he definitely was one of the first ones to come out publicly admitting that he helped to create American culture, especially the culture of consumerism, but also a culture of obedience to governments, because every president, many presidents used and pulled them in on big, big tasks to alter the culture of America. Uh, at the end of World War II, uh, big communist groups that fled the Nazi regime in the 30s all came over to Britain and the U.S. 
and they were given government money to set up their programs because they were dealing with creating a compliant society. And uh, your tax money helped them create a, a brand new system, again, a secondary system for America that would, that would come in gradually and replace the consumer society with the, simply the obedient and austere society, very Soviet in a, in a sense. And one of them was the Macy Group, and we have the Frankfurt School, of course, and the president himself at the time gave them permission to set up and do this. It was from the top down. So people really have been tinkered with for their whole lives and your parents and your grandparents too, without even knowing it, you see. And it's still going on today. Now, I've talked about Bezmenov and other people too. Yuri Bezmenov came over from the Soviet Union. He defected. And he talked about this system and how they'd use liberalism, same as, as we find that uh, uh, Khrushchev talked about, uh, we said we don't have communists in the U.S., we call them liberals in the U.S. And under the liberal agenda, they've pushed all the barriers, you see, that, that created a strong society, a society that would stay together and, and go against government if government was too intrusive or change their morality or whatever uh, very, very quickly. Um, but they have done it all. They've done all their objectives very, very well because the public didn't know this was happening to them from the top down. Same thing happened with the Rees Commission that was done a long time ago, back in the 50s, to do with investigation by Congress into the big foundations. Now, the parallel government consists of the big foundations. It's often mentioned, even Thatcher used that term when she left politics. She says, I now belong to the parallel government because all your ex-presidents, prime ministers across the world, who all know each other, once they retire, we belong to the parallel government. We can get things done. We're not responsible to the public anymore. We can go forward with the agenda and just work behind the scenes and really get things done, whereas the present politicians have to put on a show for the public. The parallel government doesn't. And the parallel government also consists of big private corporations, international corporations with IBM. They use all academia as well. They decide what's going to be taught uh, for the future leaders uh, for the next generation, the managerial class in, from universities. Uh, they, they are into sociology of all kinds, behaviorism, and, uh, and they are into the global agenda for a, a world system which this elite will rule, you see. Remember, the parallel government put in two foundations was set up by the big international banking boys of their day. And it was a way to funnel their tax money away from the tax man. But they, they're literally, they're tax-free, and they run trillions and trillions of dollars every year, literally uh, providing all the leaders and the leadership uh, systems to bring us into what they call the New World Order. They have thousands of non-governmental organizations, thousands and thousands across the whole world. And each NGO, non-governmental organization, specializes in its own particular area. They've covered all of the branches of society and sociology, and they get instant access to all the world's media because the same big barns that run the foundations and employ these NGOs and pay them uh, also run and own the media. The Council on Foreign Relations is a well-known arm of the Royal Institute of International Affairs, and this group basically has a group in every single country in the planet. And they've been picking their presidents and prime ministers for a hundred years now. A hundred years. 
And that came from Carol Quigley, the, who was the historian for the group. That the, They keep their own histories, you see, because uh, they are behind the wars. And that's what Quigley said, too. They needed international wars, world wars, to get the people to their knees. And then through uh, this media they would set up, meaning the United Nations, would all sign treaties and gradually give up, give up all our rights. And nationalism would eventually disappear. And countries would disappear as they were brought into trading blocks, just like the EU and NAFTA for North America. So we're going through it constantly, and they even have a far eastern Pacific Rim group as well to bring Australia and New Zealand in with China and a few other countries as well. So this is ongoing, and, and don't think it's a recent plan, because Karl Marx talked about it too. And most folk get completely confused because you, you think in a linear fashion, you're taught to think uh, in black and white. There's no grey in your vision of thinking at all. And most folk can't comprehend why the so-called top capitalists, those who owned big industry across the world, uh, would be funding an opposite called communism. And you have to understand that communism is, is socialism and collectivism, a controlled indoctrinated society. Well, bankers like that much better because it's easier for them to deal with their loans, etc. When they have centralized governments, they can keep loaning to the centralized government rather than go door to door collecting off you personally for your personal loan. And through the power of money, uh, they can create all kinds of disruptions. They can crash economies. They're uniting Europe even closer and closer until there'll be no individual countries at all. They're trying to even get rid of the names of the countries in the EU. And through crisis creation, through financing, they can bring this about and say the only way out of this to save us all, we've got to give up all nationality altogether and simply be European and allow the International Monetary Fund to come in and do all your bookkeeping for you and decide how much you get spent on welfare for this area, this region, etc. That's already underway. Now, the U.S., of course, is artificially inflated in a sense because it's the battering ram for the New World Order. As long as it supplies the troops, the tax money to, to buy the tanks, the missiles, the drones and everything else and build massive um, compounds in all the countries they're going into, uh, that then they'll, they've got a use. Once it's finished, once they're finished with the Muslim countries, and I've said this for years, They'll pull the rug from under the Americans at home. They're actually doing it in slow motion right now. Because in the U.S. they still have cheaper food than the rest of the world. In the U.S. they don't have the value-added tax yet. All the countries across the planet have to value-added tax. Because in austerity and under austerity, all your disposable income, your extra income, is to go to vital necessities, food, shelter, clothing, energy. That's the big plan. But people don't know how to deal with this, even the ones who know what's going on. And there is no big organization to to fight it in a traditional manner of politics or anything else. Politics is a waste of time because, as I say, these boys, the Royal of International Affairs, CFR, have run politics for a 100 years, actually more than a 100 years, because before they were called that, they had different names in the 1800s. And uh, they already had control of the U.S. and Britain at that time. 
So people are adapting, they're adapting even to think they're, they're fighting about it. And all we have are safety valves, like shows like this where you can uh, let off some steam. And that's really what they're for. They let you let off some steam. In other areas, you can go deeper and deeper because at least understanding what's going on gives you a personal freedom of mind. Only the thing is, though, that the effect of that is you'll find it harder to communicate to those around you who are still completely indoctrinated and who actually quite like the system as long as there's lots of cheap entertainment. You've never had so so much entertainment churned out like like like. It's like George Orwell talks about, where even machines uh, churned out novels and made the novels and the songs and lots of pornography, he said, too, because that will always work. So it's hard to get through to those people who still think, well, I've got the weekend coming up, it's party time, and I'll do all the little things I like to do. And it's, it's fairly cheap at the moment. So they've never had it so good in that direction. And it's so amazing, too, that cheap entertainment can be used as a, such a weapon, incredible weapon to stop you stopping and thinking and discussing with other people about the gravity of the situation we're all in. And that's what it does. People will shy away from that which is nasty and always gravitate towards that which is pleasant. They avoid pain, you see. And that's what's catered to today. Lots of entertainment. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. And as I say, most most uh, people will gravitate to the Patriot Radio, really to let off steam because everyone's angry about something and they're also confused and they have a little bit of knowledge as to what's happening. Most folk don't really wake up. Most folk really simply wake up only to the things that are affecting them personally. They can see the inflation, they see the cost of living going up, they're afraid of losing their, their jobs, things like that. And and they still, they still go and vote, mind you, even though there's no point in voting because all leaders According to Professor Carl Quigley, again the historian for the Council on Foreign Relations, all their leaders for a hundred years have been picked by this organization. So they're members of the Council on Foreign Relations. It doesn't matter which party you vote for. It's the top, the top guy is always a member of the, the Council on Foreign Relations in every country. And they have their set agenda. You'll, if you read their books by Council on Foreign Relations, they'll always say at the beginning a preface, because they're funded by the Rockefeller Foundation. In, in the U.S. And they always say it's a non-profit organization under a, a charitable, a charitable um, um, designation, and they are non-political. And they're telling the truth. They don't play politics. See, agendas, agendas are, are not playing politics. You see. And so they they um, they always preface that. And then you read it all, and the average person will think they're actually reading about politics. No, they're telling you where they're taking the world. There's no other uh, system like that. They're taking the world in a certain direction. There's no opposition. And politics is there to rubber stamp uh, the orders given to them by these big foundations that are running the world. IBM is more important in this world today than, than politicians. Because they 
uh, do a lot of subcontracting goes out to them from governments and they advise them. All these big think tanks like the Royal Institute of International Affairs and, and, and many, many others, they advise governments on what to do in every situation. That's the norm. So why have a government when they have to go to these other guys that you don't elect and, and ask them what to do? Why bother voting? Actually, I know just not voting at all will show you the system will continue. But at least the ones behind it all will have to come out. Or at least get new front men to come out and speak for them and keep it continuing. Then you'll see what really runs your countries. When you vote, you go into legality. You're consenting to be ruled by people you don't know. And by people by record who are always lying to you in every generation. And as soon as they're in, they go off on some other tangent from all their promises. Because, you see, there's only one agenda, and they're in on the one agenda. They must make sure it continues. doesn't matter what party it is. Quigley also said that uh, the junior politicians are allowed to compete amongst themselves for, to get higher status. That's the only, only battling that goes on is for personal status in, within politics, make a name for themselves. The ones at the top are all members of the Council on Foreign Relations. Now, as I mentioned before, everything's planned long in advance. Even the New American Century uh, group, when they came out under the project for the New American Century with Wolfowitz and Rumsfeld and all the rest of them on board with it, they had the list of countries to take out in the Middle East, and we've taken out most of them already. They've got some, some to go yet. And it was the same list, of course, that Israel had, because Israel, Israel works very closely when it comes to the Middle East because they're the only ones going to be allowed to have any kind of weaponry there at all. Any kind of weaponry, in fact. And that's the big plan, of course. I've gone through the history of the Middle East, and even who helped set up Israel, from the, the British governor-generals that were sent in, and who, when they brought in the Russians to come in and populate Israel. I've gone through the history. So look into the archive section at cuttingthroughmidgets.com. Because the guys who were the governor generals wrote their memoirs about it, and they laid out a lot out then at that time. And one of them even said, sir, it was Ronald Storrs, he said that um, we're creating a new Ulster in the Middle East. Ulster, it was what Britain did to Ireland. They set in a, a, new, a different people into Ireland with a different religion, who were guaranteed to run the country and have naturally opposition forever and ever because they were so different their policies, and they'd also be loyal to London. Anyway, we watch and we live through all the shenanigans that go on as people get slaughtered across the planet. You're paying for it all. You paid for China to come up uh, as the most prosperous country on the planet, as the manufacturer for the whole world. An idea, again, uh, dreamed up by the Council on Foreign Relations, and they published articles on that in the 1930s. But we see the characters come and go in politics and get well rewarded afterwards. And it doesn't matter what side that you think that they're on. They're not for you, even the working man, when they voted, they voted in Tony Blair for the working man. Who's kidding who? You know, He was one of their boys from the start. And it says, Blair's shameful war and a wall of silence. This is what they always do after we've slaughtered a whole bunch of folk. Years later, they have an inquiry. 
and then they do a lot of hoopla and oh this is terrible and all that and then nothing happens and and it goes on and on forever. But says Tony Blair stands accused by the paper amongst many other observers of one of the most serious abuses of power a prime minister can commit. The charge that he made a private agreement with George Bush to join the US in an offensive war against Iraq. That was the New American Century project. Then with the aid of spin doctor Alistair Campbell, he widely exaggerated evidence that Saddam Hussein posed a deadly threat to this country so as to persuade the cabinet, parliament and British people that the invasion was justified. Remember, remember Powell too, giving us fuzzy photographs? So, oh, there's a, that's, a, that's a missile launcher. Turns out to be something Britain sold them to, to launch weather balloons. But we go and slaughter folk for that. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix, talking about Tony Blair's is an example of one of many who took his country into a war, and they set up a, a, an inquiry. You always have inquiries after the fact put out by government, and this one in Britain is head by Sir John Chilcott, it's called. And it says, the accusation at the heart of Sir John Chilcott's inquiry, who spent 18 months hearing evidence until early last year. Since then, the panels have produced a million words on a, of a draft report, almost twice as, as War and Peace, you know, the, the, the novel or the book. Yet, incredibly, Sir John now says his findings must be delayed for a year, more than a decade after the invasion, because officials are seemingly refusing to let him publish Blair's private messages to Mr. Bush, on which his conclusions are based. And it says, uh, we understand why some politicians and members of the security services may be reluctant for the full facts to emerge, yet Blair, Campbell and other interested parties have all been allowed to publish self-serving accounts of the war and to make money out of them. Also note that Lord Justice Levison and his inquiry into the distributable but hardly life-and-death matter of voicemail hacking shows no qualms about publishing every scrap of private correspondence that may be relevant. So how sickening that when where politi- uh, political crimes are concerned, a wall of secrecy comes slamming down to deny the public the right to know what offences have been committed in their name. Coincidentally, the delay comes as Blair, now a multi-millionaire, slithers back into public life as a Labour advisor, as a party advisor. If the party had any ethical core, it would suspend him until the Chilcott report is published, complete with the evidence that could damn him forever. Well, it won't matter because, you see, they can't do anything to him because you've got present prime ministers continuing these wars, not just in Britain elsewhere too. And if you start a precedent of Putin and Islam or for starting wars, then the whole thing would fall apart. And of course these wars must go on until the whole world is conquered and the Muslim countries exist no more. That's why they're doing it. Plus you might grab all their land, oil and everything else. So that's the reality of the world. There's no, there's no comeback for these guys. They must be given a form of immunity or you would never get a prime minister or president to, again. They would not take the job. Because they always do what they're told, and these orders are there, perpetual war. They've had that in the military magazines. That's what we're in now, perpetual war, for the rest of your lives. And perpetual terrorism as well. That's the agenda. And, of course, it's all to make sure you've got an utterly controlled society that bends over and does what they're told. Very compliant in a totalitarian system. And... 
I read an article too yesterday about BPA. That's an estrogen mimicker, they call it. It's in all plastics. And we've been consuming that for years. It not only destroys the hormonal system, especially of males. It's in cosmetics for the mothers who are pregnant. And it, it does distort the, the male characteristics of the fetus from 8 to 12 weeks. If the mother is using that stuff and she's absorbing it, it's, uh, it will get into the child and he'll never be a complete man again. He'll have lots of organizations, mind you, can, can, called kind of happy. It means, their name means happy. And he can join them later down the road. And I've known this for years. But this says, as a result of widespread consumer backlash, many companies have rolled out BPAs, free plastic products. This is the latest gimmick. Oh, they're free. Ranging from bottles and civic cups to reusable water bottles meant to appeal to those health-conscious consumers looking to avoid toxins. Many are simply swapping another bisphenol, which is called bisphenol S, which is now showing up in human urine concentrations at levels similar to those of BPA. Research suggests BPS has similar hormone-mimicking characteristics as BPA, but it may be significantly less biodegradable and more heat-stable and photoresistant, so it means it may cause even more health and environmental damage over time. And it says if you're interested in avoiding any number of chemical toxins leaching into your food and beverages, choose glass over plastic, especially when it comes to, to products that will come into contact with food or beverages or those intended for pregnant women, infants and children. So it's just, that's typical too. It's like some drugs that they have that cause terrible effects on the public. They simply move a molecule to the left or to the right and call it a different name. And this is what they're doing here. Uh, standard legal technique. And, uh, and you're still getting poisoned and you're still get effeminate characteristics. It's not good for women either. Remember, this is synthetic stuff. It's not even real stuff. It does trick the body, but it does a lot more damage than even the real stuff would do. And it doesn't break down once it hits the receptors, it stays there. Uh, bureaucrats bully family farms in Washington, D.C. It says, um, uh, it's, it's Fakwar, I think this is the name of the place, Fakwar County, Virginia, has become a new battleground against the sprawl of Washington-style government bullying. Under the guise of business zoning authority, Fakwar is now depriving an agriculture community of its liberty to live uh, the farm life when a little commerce is and is, even is not involved. The country, you see, wants to regulate and find farm residents on grounds of holding pumpkin carvings, birthday parties for girls, and Boy Scout jamborees. Fakwar County is an agricultural community in the beautiful Piedmont mountain region around an hour west of Washington. Its motto is life as it should be. Evans, a joke today, isn't it? What's happening? To some country bureaucrats and officials, that means life as we tell you how it should be. Uh, the growth of the federal government, along with its bureaucratic mentality, has sprawled into northern Virginia, and mostly up to, no, up to now, just shy of Fakwar. And once uh, Bacolic Loudoun County, to the north of Washington, where family farms stood just 15 years ago, now stands high-rise of offices of businesses with government contracts, lobbyists, and others feeding at the government trough. Loudoun, the fastest-growing county in America, is not the free market at work. It's a concrete and steel metropolis built directly and indirectly on taxpayer money flowing into and out of Washington. Virginia is divided now in many ways between the Washington suburbs of northern Virginia and the rest of the state. With the sprawl of big government comes a bureaucratic mentality that what's yours is theirs to regulate, control and dictate. 
Virginia, of course, was the home of Washington, Jefferson, Madison, Patrick Henry, and George Mason. The spirit of liberty still runs deep in parts of Virginia. Sadly, however, the sense of freedom has been dampened, if not eviscerated, amongst those tied to and benefiting from government money and power. And it says, It's long been supportive of agriculture, and the state has a right to farm law. While family farms are struggling, Virginia has discovered that its soil and climate are splendid for grapes. Hence, wineries are popping up to enjoy a good number of Virginians uh, now employed by them. Tourists and many tax revenue dollars are are collected as well. In fact, this past week, though, passed a new county of ordinance requiring wineries to close their doors at 6 p.m. and requiring them to pay the county for special permits for such things as extended hours and catered food. Because of one or two wineries where bacchanalia has caused grief for some neighbours, the county decided to punish all wineries and to make more money off its theft of liberty too. The wineries have numbers of money and uh, to fight this punitive overregulation. By using narrowly tailored exemptions, though, the county bought off opposition from some, including one that defeated the county at the Virginia Supreme Court not long ago. When government believes that it owns our liberty, it selectively dishes out some as bribery. And that's the problem with the countries, too. You can't get people to stand together because folk are always bribed off. Because we're living in a corrupt society now. Corruption is a norm because of moral relativity teaching and training in schools. But Fuckware isn't just stealing liberty from wineries, using Orwellian oversight and threats of fines. Fuckware is also building a tiny farm in Paris, Virginia, that takes in rescued animals and sells organic tea, but is not a winery. Reading the order against the farm issued by Fuckware County Zoning Administrator Kimberly Johnson, one may confuse Fuckware for an anti-family banana republic. And deciding to seek fines against the farm, Ms. Johnson's April 30 order includes the following uh, specious, frivolous and ridiculous items. The farm has rescued animals. Well, that's what it does. The farm advertised an organic tea cafe and films on its site uh, small farm events. They actually film small. Can you imagine getting away with that? As a means to unscrupulously load up her case, Ms. Johnson includes in her list of allegations certain events at the farm she found on an internet search that even her own order later acknowledges were never held on the property. Using her questionable internet investigative techniques, and the county hasn't yet used drones, it says, Ms. Johnson alleges two other events in support of her claims. There was a wine testing in September 2011 and a seasonal pumpkin patch and carving event in October. Maybe Miss Johnson should notify Homeland Security too. These children carving pumpkins have knives. Ooh. Perhaps the most single offensive allegation by Miss Johnson is that the farm's Facebook page includes photographs of a child's birthday party that was held on January 22nd. Miss Johnson believes that a party of eight ten-year-old girls in a family farm is subject to her regulatory purview and is caused to threaten county citizens with fines of up to $5,000. Ms. Johnson has shut down or attempted to shut down political fundraisers on residential farms for lack of a permit. The farm owners could have sued her and the county under 42 U.S.C. 1983 for violating constitutional rights under the color of state law. Ms. Johnson, the menace wasn't fired or sued for her imperious view of her power versus her limited view of people's rights on private property. That's a shame. Now she's attempting to find a county residence for holding Boy Scout jamborees on his property. This is terrible getting away with all that, isn't it? 
Not all victims of Ms. Johnson's lawbreaking are wealthy enough to assert their rights through civil actions. And that's how bureaucrats build on their arrogant lawbreaking. They bully citizens who are good, mind their own business types, or who lack the resources to file suit. Then he goes on about other things that are happening too. But you understand, this is symptomatic of this whole world organization. It's authoritarian. Remember, I've said that before. The, the major, the premier think tank for the United Nations that runs all this stuff for the new laws, they all come from the UN. They have the Club of Rome as their main think tank, and they were the guys in the 1970s that said they'd have to gradually change the system to an authoritarian system. That means bureaucrats with power. People you don't elect into government. And these departments are growing like cancers, folks. And like all cancers, they eventually choke the body. And unfortunately, people are accepting it and accepting it. Because people do that. Drzezinski, the Soviet system, said the same thing. He says, he says, what I think of people, he says, well, you can starve them. You can beat them to death and abuse them. And will they ever rebel? He says, no, they'll turn around and eat their dead. You understand, we've been studied so meticulously by the behaviorists for so long. And these behaviorists have been at the top of every top revolution like the Soviet system, studying and studying and studying for techniques they can use down the road on everybody else. And they know how far to push people, how much to push people. But they also know the techniques of indoctrinating the public to accept abuse. And that's what it is. It's abuse. And as this guy said in this article here, the U.S. is like a, a banana republic now. With these major domos, their little badges or titles. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You see, if people would stand together and do something, you'd be noticed. You can't have little, little tiny groups all competing for power themselves, and they don't even like each other, by the way, all these little groups that form to oppose things. You've got to come together all as one, because you're all in it together. It's going to affect all of you. And you've got to demand. No, you don't compromise, you demand. Now, the U.S. has had secret jails across Europe uh, for, for their tortures and so on. And this is an article here from in the Telegraph. Court demands secret files on U.S. They call them black jails for black ops. The U.S. is facing fresh embarrassment over its use of black detention sites after the European Court of Human Rights ordered Poland to hand over secret documents about its role in the war on terror. The Daily Telegraph has learned. And it says judges in Strasbourg requested the documents that contain details of, details of how the CIA set up its extraordinary rendition center outside Warsaw in 2002, where it subject, uh, subjected Al-Qaeda suspects to waterboarding and other extreme interrogation techniques. A month ago, a Polish whistleblower alleged that a document existed which allowed the setting up of the prison, including procedures to adopt in the event of an inmate's death. They kill a lot of them during torture. It was said to have been signed by the heads of Polish intelligence. And this is another thing, too, with this world order. You see, all your intelligence agencies work together, and they don't even have to go through uh, the political realms at all. One guy who talked about this in 1920 was H.G. Wells. He says the League of Nations, the precursor of the United Nations, he says now our agencies can all communicate with each other without going through the politicians that are collected and then get the agenda through. Just to, just to show you how old the system is. 
Anyway, he says, according to the leak, American officials laughed and refused to sign the document. They considered us amateurs and explained that this kind of business could not be dealt with by means of formal agreements, the Polish newspaper uh, reported. Polish officials have refused to confirm or deny the existence of the agreement, citing official secrets laws as part of a four-year investigation into the jail. They all just said that, oh, I can't tell you for reasons of national security. Yes, and the public have no rights whatsoever. But we don't have any rights. Let's not kid ourselves. And in Australia, we're really getting hammered now because they suddenly got all the whole New World Order techniques forced down them quickly uh, and all their factories are now, now they've signed all the agreements with China, they're just flooding out there, they're bringing in foreign workers and all the rest of it. Observers say Falcon, this is from uh, Ford's uh, company, they make Falcon uh, vehicles, uh, signals Ford's end, they just fired about 400 workers and they're going to start building them probably in, in Thailand or somewhere it says here. The car industry observers say four days of making cars in Australia will be numbered once the next version of the Falcon rolls off the production line. Uh, the, the announcement would cut up to 440 jobs on Tuesday at two of its plants in Melbourne and cut production of its cars to meet falling demands. The, the Ford Falcon and Holden Commodore were amongst Australia's most popular 15 uh, years ago. Uh, the cars, that is. Anyway, they've got all these offers from other uh, countries, including Thailand, uh, and to, to build them cheaply, and of course uh, China as well. You understand that the system you're living in now, we've all become so debased. People don't realize they are debased because they can't, they don't know how their grandparents really were or great grandparents when they had actually had a culture where they would stand up and just say enough, you know. But you debase the people and they can't stand up for anything. There's no family unit to stand up for now. So guys don't stand up for anything at all. He said maybe that their pornography continues on television and internet. And and so many incredible, awful things are happening. Human corpses are harvested in multi-million dollar trade. It says, a grisly trade in human body parts leaves relatives grieving some recipients at risk of life-threatening disease. It says, um, they found on a raid by U- Ukrainian authorities, this is international by the way, uh, heels from feet to two elbows, eardrums, teeth, and so on and so on, it says. On February 24th, Ukrainian authorities made an alarming discovery. Bones and other human tissues crammed into coolers in a grimy white minibus. From day one, everything was forged, everything because we, because we could get away with it, says one of the guys. As long as the paperwork looked good, it was fine. So there was a, a, a real high-tech group uh, involved in this. And they even found uh, omitted body parts, envelopes stuffed with cash, and autopsy results written in English. International Body Trade. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. And this article I'm reading now is about body parts, an international ring that was caught I'll be just the tip of the iceberg, of course. And we also have had scandals too. New Jersey, we've had that in the past too, with body parts getting smuggled in and, and all the rest of it. Uh, but uh, this says what the security service had disrupted was not the work of a serial killer, but part of an international pipeline of ingredients for medical and dental products that are routinely implanted into people around the world. The seized documents suggest that the remains of dead Ukrainians were destined for a factory in Germany, belonging to the subsidiary of a U.S. medical products company, Florida-based RTI Biologics. 
RTI is one of the growing industry of companies that make profits by turning mortal remains into everything from dental implants to bladder slings to wrinkle cures. The industry has flourished even as its practices have roused concerns about how tissues are obtained and how well-creating families and transplant patients are informed about the realities and risks of the business. I was in shock, says Katerina Royalina. She says she did not get permission for the body of her mother, Olha, to be harvested. They're just stealing the bodies and shipping them off. I was in shock, she says. And it says, in the U.S. alone, the biggest market and biggest supplier, an estimate 2 million products derived from human tissue are sold each year, a figure that has doubled over the past decade. It's an industry that promotes treatments and products that literally allow the blind to see through cornea transplants and the lame to walk by recycling tendons and ligaments for use in knee repairs. It's also an industry fueled by powerful appetites for bottom line profits and fresh human bodies. In Ukraine, for example, the security service believes the bodies passing through the morgue in the Nikolaev district, the gritty shipbuilding region located near the Black Sea, may have been feeding the trade, leading behind what investigators described as potentially dozens of human sock puppets, corpses stripped of their reusable parts. Industry officials argue that such alleged abuses are rare and that the industry operates safely and responsibly while they're born liars, aren't they? I mean, haven't we learned that by now? For its part, RTI didn't respond to repeated requests for comments or to a detailed list of questions provided a month before this publication. You understand, the whole society is corrupt now. Because, you see, we accept more and more horror. Even corpses now that are plasticized and they put them on show and people go in and have a little chuckle and laugh at them. The abortion industry is a fantastic big, big, big business. We kill more children than live births now, and we think nothing of it. See, life is becoming cheap, and when that happens to your owners, the guys at the top, look at you with even more disdain at the bottom. And you accept it all as you go along with it all. It all comes home to roost in the end. And in India, of course, where the corruption rules the country, look at what they're doing there. They're, they're, they're getting complete hysterectomies to women there, uh, for in, for their health insurance scams that they've got out now. India's Chakskar state is investing in reports that thousands of women had unnecessary hysterectomies so hospitals could make insurance claims. They're carried out under a national insurance scheme where private hospitals claim for treating patients who cannot afford expensive procedures. They estimate more, more than 2,000 women were talked into having their wombs removed in the last six months. The 34 medical centres accused have not yet commented on the allegations. This sort of thing is worldwide. And you want to save, you think you can save this? Your politicians, remember, are worse. They're more degraded and psychopathic. Never going to answer to it all, personally, when they come for you. Because they want something from you. One day. What are you going to do about it? Just accept it until they do come from you. From Hamish from South Frontier, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God, all your gods go with you.